0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me to take you up to 10 o'clock here on this Wednesday night edition, Thursday night edition of Overtime. Forgot what day it is. We know what day it is, though. No one in the DMV is going to be able to rain on the parade party we're going to have here tonight for the next three and a half hours here on Overtime. Despite what you heard, today, in my opinion, from my vantage point, and from a man, Mad Max, behind the glass, part of the Youngest in Charge movement, this is the best day of my Washington Commanders fandom. And I understand people are going to be all, you know, hot under the collar, frustrated, feeling like you've been let down. There is no shame in bringing Dan Quinn to the Washington Commanders, there is no shame about what Dan Quinn represents for this Washington Commanders organization. And for those of you who are just joining us, if you've been under a rock the entirety of the day, if you're just now getting off of work, getting out of the office, you're going to picking the kitties up. Stunning news, breaking news. At about 11 a.m. Eastern time this morning, the Washington Commanders officially putting an end to their head coaching search. They go with Dan Quinn, the former defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. He will take over as the new head man in Washington. And background here real quick on Dan Quinn. We know the time that he spent in Atlanta. We know he was responsible for turning around a Dallas defense that was historically bad before he took over. So tread lightly on trying to dunk on Dan Quinn right now. I think it's an extremely solid move. He's got a great track record as a leader. He's got a great track record as a teacher. He's got a great track record as a developer of talent. And at the end of the day, that, to me, is what's most important. That, to me, is what's paramount. His floor, his floor as a coach in the National Football League, the worst he's done in his professional career is go 7-9. and nine. That, That's the worst he's done is go 7-9. So for all of you out there trying to poo-poo on the higher, understand it from my vantage point. Understand it from the rest of the folks in the Youngest in Charge movement. This is what I've been begging for the entirety of my life. It's all I've asked for. It's for the three most important entities in an NFL franchise to be on the same page, and now we have it. Head coach, ownership, and general manager, all on the same page for the first time since I've been born. So I understand it's not the sexy hire. I understand it's not going to win the offseason, but at the end of the day, aren't y'all tired of winning the damn offseason? Isn't that what we've done for the entirety of my life, win the offseason? I don't care what national media pundits think about the hire. I, I don't care what the fan base thinks about the hire. At the end of the day, when this process started months ago, all we begged and pleaded for was to get a real evaluator of talent in the building. And when they conducted their thorough and rapid search to find the next general manager, you come up with Adam Peters and you sit back and relax if you're a fan at this point. Because at the end of the day, what the hell do we know? Everyone's all upset and has their panties in a wad because Ben Johnson left us standing at the altar. I can give a rat's ass about Ben Johnson. Are you kidding me? We'll let you hear from our pal Adam Schefter from ESPN. A little bit later on in the program, but just based on the reporting that we've gotten nationally, based on what you've heard through the grapevine about Ben Johnson, sounds soft to me. Sounds like a kid. Huh, you notice I use the word kid. Sounds like a kid that doesn't have a lot of intestinal fortitude. Sounds like someone who wasn't ready to leave the nest. I heard a great analogy earlier. It's it's similar to, it's similar to when a high school kid. It's getting ready to leave for college, right? And you're all geeked up to go to college. You realize you're going to be living on your own for the first time. You can drink and smoke and party and do whatever the hell you want on campus. But when it's finally time for move-in day, when it's finally time for mommy and daddy to kiss you on the cheek and drop you off, you think, damn, life is going to be hard for the next four years. I got to make a name for myself here in college. What I did in high school and in the past doesn't matter. And I think that's the situation that we had with Lions Offensive Coordinator Ben Johnson and why he decided to go back to the Detroit Lions. But now that that's out of the way, and we got Ben Johnson out of our hair, we don't have to talk about him anymore, let's talk about the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Let's talk about the guy that many folks in league circles were championing for all offseason long. He is the name that you kept hearing. Man, if Dan Quinn could get another bite at the apple. Man, if Dan Quinn can get another opportunity to prove how valuable he is as a National Football League coach, the team that hires him, the team that takes the chance, will be better all for it. And for this Washington Commanders team that has lacked leadership, that has lacked discipline, that has lacked accountability, this by far, to me, is exactly what the doctor ordered. You couldn't ask for a better head coach candidate. And I understand that Dan Quinn wasn't at the top of my list. I sat up here for about a month standing on the table for Mike McDonald. But guess what? Beggars can't be choosers. That's where we're at at this point in time. We needed a head coach. Point blank, period. Yeah, I understand it's not the top choice for Dick and Jane on Twitter, but for Adam Peters and Josh Harris, the folks that cut the check in Ashburn, that's the opinion I care about. And all we heard during this process, and I remember during Adam Peters' introductory press conference, what was the big buzz phrase, what was the big takeaway? We want a leader of men. There is no preference toward the offensive side of the football. There is no preference toward the defensive side of the football. They want the best leader. And when you look at the track record of owner Josh Harris, this move shouldn't be that surprising to you. It it honestly shouldn't. When you think about his first hire with the Philadelphia 76ers, when you think about his first hire with the New Jersey Devils, it was a veteran head coach. And that's where we're at right now. Makes me sick, though, having to sift through Twitter the last 24 hours, watching all of you eh, completely self-implode, crying like babies. about a damn coach? And the thing that's gotten me, the reason I'm so fired up about all of it, is you all act like Dan Quinn isn't worth a damn. That narrative ends tonight here on Overtime. I promise you. You think about the defense that he took over in Dallas. They were historically bad before Dan Quinn took over in 2021. Since Dan Quinn has taken over as the defensive coordinator in Dallas, they lead the National Football League in takeovers, and turnaways, excuse me, takeaways takeaways turnovers takeovers you know what the hell i meant they take the football away that's a core principle of dan quinn's defense they were fifth in the national football league in dvoa this year they were fourth in the national football league in defensive dvoa last year so to act as if to act as if dan quinn all of a sudden can't coach is ludicrous it's ludicrous defense Defense in today's National Football League, I think, is more important than ever. All of the rules are are geared and, and shifted toward the offense's benefit, so you need someone that can come in and have X's and O's chops on that side of the football. And the thing that I love the most, the thing that I love the most about what Dan Quinn did in Dallas over these last three years, any Cowboy fan out there understands this. He did it without the household names. When you look up and down Dallas's depth chart, they aren't littered with a bunch of first-round picks. Obviously, Micah Parsons is a damn alien and is probably the most impactful defensive player in the National Football League. No one is going to argue that. But think about this. When they drafted Micah Parsons, when they drafted Micah Parsons, you think about what he was at Penn State. He was a tweener. He was a linebacker. He rushed to pass it sometimes. To find a role for a guy like that at the next level, it takes a vision, it takes a plan, and that's all things that Dan Quinn displayed while he was in Dallas. I mentioned the Dallas defense and some of the late-round draft picks that have thrived under Dan Quinn. Damone Clark, fifth-round pick in 2022, played at a Pro Bowl level this past year. It was amazing. Dan Quinn, once again, getting the most out of the talent. You look at what Dan Quinn did this past year with Marquise Bell. Marquise Bell was a damn undrafted free agent this year. and was one of the best defensive rookies in all the National Football League. That's the type of guy that Washington's getting. And it's perfect because there are a lot of question marks. There are a lot of question marks with the guys defensively here in D.C. Last year was a complete anomaly on that side of the football. We were all stunned here watching it transpire. A year after you were a a hands-down top-ten group, the regression that we saw defensively last year with most of the same parts was alarming. Now we get to figure out what talent defensively is actually worth keeping around. Because if there's one thing that we know about Dan Quinn, as I just laid it out for you, he's going to get the most out of the talent. We'll go through some of the benefits And some of the pieces that Dan Quick could possibly bring here to Washington as the show rolls on. But as I started with, I can't understand why folks are enraged. Why folks feel let down. Aren't you tired of winning the offseason? That's my whole premise with all of this. Why would you continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results? It's insanity. It's literally the definition of insanity. So while you all bitch and moan and complain about the head coaching hire, myself, Mad Max, behind the glass in studio, I'm telling you, for the next three hours tonight here on Overtime, it's a celebration because in the first time, for the first time in my lifetime, the three most important entities in an NFL franchise are finally on the same page here in Washington. The head coach, general manager, and the head coach, Dan Quinn. As of 11 a.m. Eastern time this morning, the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Plenty of show to go. Our pal Kevin Sheehan set to join us, top of the 8 o'clock hour. We'll hear from ESPN's Adam Schefter as well before we get out of here. But you all know how I get down. It's the People's Show. Tap in with me all show long, one of three ways. MGM National Harbor Lister Lines, wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll take a quick timeout, relax, hit the reset button here for a second. When we come back, I'll give my official grade for the Dan Quinn hire uh, here in Washington. That's next on the fan.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. It's
1: overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement. Taking you up to 10 o'clock here tonight before we dish things over to CBS Sports Radio. This segment brought to you by TheWindowMan.com, the educational window company. Buy two windows, get two free. Don't be fooled by the hype for 35 years. TheWindowMan.com has been the educational window company. They educate, you decide. Superior fiberglass windows from TheWindowMan.com. 1-800-636-1067.com is the number on the MGM National Harbor lister lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Lay it all on me, people. We had massive news break earlier this morning. Dan Quinn, former defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, inking a deal to become the next head man here in Washington. And we all know how important this hiring cycle was from the general manager all the way down to the head coach. So now that Dan Quinn has officially been hired, now that we know that this wild goose chase is how we call it, is now over, what grade would you give the Dan Quinn hire? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I'll be honest with you, and I thought long and hard about this because I'll be honest, if you all have been listening to overtime throughout the regular season, toward the end of the season, when we started to peek ahead toward the offseason, that I was pretty much championing for a defensive-minded coach. You can pick holes in why I wanted a defensive-minded coach, but at the end of the day, I think, as Adam Peters and company think, leadership is the most important quality in the next head man here in Washington. And in terms of the offensive candidates that were out there, not a lot of them have a proven track record as a leader. And I know it's hard to quantify leadership without getting a guy in the building. But you can't tell me, based on the track record of Dan Quinn, based on the way players across the National Football League speak about Dan Quinn, you can't tell me that he wasn't primed and ready for this opportunity. So I'm asking you all for a grade on the Dan Quinn hire. I'll go first here. I'll give it plus. B+. plus. B+. I'll be honest, I'm a very, very stiff grader, by the way. B+, and here's why. Like I said at the top of the show, I love the move, and I would have loved any move that Josh Harris, Adam Peters, and company went with, because when you're a 26-year-old fan like myself, when you've seen nothing but misery with this franchise like myself, you understand that there's a certain way you're supposed to do things, and it's amazing, right? Growing up, all through my high school life, I got Eagles fans. I got, you know, Cowboy friends. I got, you know, Steeler friends. Everyone's always laughing at us. We're always the butt of the joke. I've been using the, the phrase here recently for the entirety of our lifetime, Max. This team, this franchise has been run like a damn third world country. 110%. No type of you, no type of unity, no type of clear, singular vision. That's the hope that I have now for the Washington Commanders moving forward. Now that ownership, the head coach, and the general manager are all on the same page, now we can start to figure out. And establish that culture. And I know that culture word gets thrown around so loosely nowadays. But if you're a real, if you're a real football fan, you understand the importance of it. You understand the importance of it. Adam Peters comes over from the San Francisco 49ers, right? The 49ers have a type. The 49ers have a type of player. That they want. They do. Adam Peters called it his gold helmet players. There's a type. Hopefully now here in Washington, we can have a type. Many seem to forget, for whatever reason, many seem to forget that Dan Quinn inherited a defense that was amongst the worst in franchise history when he took over the Dallas Cowboys a couple of years ago. That Dallas defense that Dan Quinn inherited was amongst the worst in franchise history, and he transformed them. He transformed them into one of the elite groups in the National Football League. Since Dan Quinn took over as the D.C. in Dallas, number one in the National Football League in takeaways. I want that. You all should want that. We should be craving that here in this organization. And the thing that I love the most about uh, Dan Quinn and what he was able to do in Dallas, Anytime you're able to create roles for for tweeners coming out of the draft, it shows that you've got a plan. It shows that you've got a vision. And I talked about it in the opening segment. When Micah Parsons came out of Penn State, there was a lot of back and forth as to what position he was going to play. There was a lot of back and forth as to where he would line up on a down-in, down-out basis. That tweener label that got attached to him, Ultimately made him fall a little bit in the draft. Now, obviously he's still a top, what, top 10, top 12 pick. But the plan that Dan Quinn had for Micah Parsons, that and it's that in and of itself to me is why we need a guy like him here in Washington. Think about a guy like a Cam Curl, right? Who has been this box safety. He's been able to play the, the 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 deep half, but it feels like it feels like he's never been able to hone into one spot. I, don't, I still don't expect that to be the case, by the way. But I think the vision and the creativity defensively that Dan Quinn has is going to maximize the rest of the talent on this roster. He helped Micah Parsons. He helped Trayvon Diggs, who was highly scrutinized coming out of Alabama because of his size. Deron Blan, the latest example, a six-round pick that is a Defensive Player of the Year nominee. That is a credit To, yes, the entirety of Dallas' staff, Al Harris, Joe Witten Company, it's a damn good group. But Dan Quinn is the one in the kitchen, right? Dan Quinn is the one pushing the button, so to speak. So I'm going to give the hire a B. I want to get your grades as well. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Give me your grade for the Dan Quinn hire here for the Washington Commanders. I gave it a B plus. Before we get to your calls here, I want to run through, because I know the word, retread, has been thrown around so much in, in local media circles and national media circles. There are some damn good retread coaches across the history of the national football. You got to do your research, man. Everyone's bitching and moaning because Dan Quinn's a retread. Can I raise you, Bill Belichick? arguably the greatest head coach of all time, his career didn't start in New England. Can I raise you Mike Shanahan, multi-time Super Bowl winning head coach? His first time as a head coach wasn't in Denver. Can I tell you about Pete Carroll? Who started with the New York Jets. Can I tell you about Tom Coughlin, Super Bowl winning head coach who started with the Giants? There's so many different examples of guys not getting it right in their first destination. But learning, getting the proper pieces, putting themselves in the right situation, and then getting it right. But but on the same token, I will say this. I understand the skepticism as well. I'm not, I'm not oblivious. I'm not oblivious to what you all think. Washington, the, the one reason to me where I didn't give him an A plus for the hire is because ownership and, and Adam Peters in the front office in my opinion at least, did not cast a wide enough net during this head coaching search. And ultimately, they end up interviewing six or seven guys. But I always looked at the six or seven like, ah, there are a couple of guys that I feel like they're missing. Dave Canales was somebody that was in my top five head coaching candidates at one point. The former offensive coordinator with the Tampa Bay Bucks, What he was able to do the past two years, reviving the career of Geno Smith, reviving the career of Baker Mayfield when you got the number two overall pick and quarterback development is is so important for this franchise Dave Canales was someone that I'd be interested in but ultimately he doesn't get this job but as I said at the top of the show there's a lot of time between now and April there are a lot of decisions to be made between now and April but if you don't think you got the right guy then I don't think you'll ever go out and trust anything that Adam Peters and Josh Harrison company put together. Let's go out to Will and Brandywine. What's going on, Will?
3: What's going on, Linnell? Hey, look, man, so here's the deal. Grade-wise, and I'm talking about right we talking about the owner, the general manager, or the head coach right now. It's incomplete. How can we judge these guys? And they haven't done anything. I mean, we got to sit back and relax. Because here's the thing for me. I'm going to put in the food analogy. I heard you talk about food earlier, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Adam Peters. He's the general manager. Uh-huh. He's the executive chef. You better go get the ingredients, right? Correct. That's his job. As long as he does that, he does that correct correctly. Then we move to Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, you're the sous chef. I need a whole bunch of good line cooks. Which means Dan Quinn's most important job it's not evaluating the talent on the field to me. It's evaluating the people that he is using to teach the guys on the field. I agree with you 100%. Coaching staff. He has to do a coaching staff so he doesn't get caught with his pants down again like it happened in Atlanta. That's going to be the key for him. He has to bring in innovative people constantly around him because his primary job to me is to manage those guys. Peters, you bring the talent. You manage these guys, your coaches, and your coaches are going to do the individual work with the ingredients. They're going to put the stuff on the plate and serve it up to you, right?
1: 100%. Sous chef might be the line of the night, Will. I appreciate the call. We need to find the sous chef here in Washington for the commanders. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. I gave the grade of the Dan Quinn hire a B-plus, right? Not an A not an A-minus, B-plus for me. I understand the skepticism that the fan base has, but when you look at this objectively, when you look at both sides of this Dan Quinn hire, it's really, really difficult not to be enthused by the guy that's coming here to D.C. It's really difficult not to get excited about the future of this franchise. We've talked about this for weeks now. We've been waiting for this day for weeks And I'll continue to say it, there is nothing that can stop the feeling that I think we should have as a fan base right now, especially my younger people, man. I know I go by the youngest in charge. I mean it when I say that. We are a special group of people. Talking about my 30 and under crowd fans of the Washington Commanders. We've been, it's like being in an abusive relationship. You keep going back and you keep going back expecting different results but you continue to get the same thing. For the first time in this relationship, we're finally having things be done the proper way. For the first time in this relationship, we finally have the three most important entities in a franchise on the same exact page. The head coach, ownership, and the general manager. So no matter who they ended up hiring as the head coach, there was really no move that was going to have me on Twitter complaining and cussing people out. Y'all get crazy on the internet, man. Commander's Twitter is the most toxic cesspool that I've ever been a part of. And y'all are a smart group of people, some of y'all. But the rest of you guys, I I, I have no clue what you be thinking. I honest to God don't. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll continue to run through these calls I want your grade on the Dan Quinn hire here with the Washington Commanders. Plus, I'll debunk something that's been going on and talked about here over the past couple of days. When we get back, I'll take your calls. Plus, I'll tell you why Ron Rivera sure as hell is not Dan Quinn. That's next here on The Fan.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
1: You know, that rejoining music means. Youngest in charge Will with Linnell Willingham here with you on this Thursday night edition of Overtime, a day of celebration, DMV, because despite what you maybe have been hearing all day long, despite what you heard from my pals, Grant and Danny, who I actually thought were fairly polite to the Dan Quinn hire, and we'll see, you know, how, how the opinions change here in the station throughout the next couple of months, myself included, I might add, because look. I am I am no better than the next man. I understand that football, the NFL, is an ever-changing sport. The landscape forever shifting. So while, yeah, the Dan Quinn hire, I'm all geeked up. I'm excited about it now. Check back in with me in the middle of October. <laughs> Check back in with me in you know, the first month or the first week of November. I'm being honest with you. That's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you how a TI is. Nine times out of 10. But I want to get you all on the phones. 1 800 636 1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N E L L underscore BTP. Give me your grade for the Dan Quinn hire. And then I want to tell you why Ron Rivera is not Dan Quinn. Because I'm honestly tired of hearing this narrative. It's kind of annoying, to say the least, right? And I'll be very brief with this Ron Rivera is not Dan Quinn, and those situations aren't even comparable, in my opinion, for one specific reason. Structure. Ron Rivera came in here and was in charge of everything. Everything. Understand what I'm saying? Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera was the chef, Ron Rivera was going to the grocery store to get the groceries, and Ron Rivera was washing the dishes. You pick up what I'm putting down, that's not the way great NFL franchises operate. San Francisco, Seattle, Pittsburgh, even Dallas. Even Dallas. It's not the way they operate. So for all of you trying to compare Dan Quinn to Ron Rivera, we don't want to hear from you anymore. I promise I don't. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Matt is in Gainesville. It's going on, Matt.
6: Hey, what's going on, Leo? So, How you doing? Got a couple of things that I want to a couple things I want to get to and uh and some players that I want to add to the list of the people that I think Dan's had a, a huge impact on. So, first off, the, the positives, right? This is there's a lot of picks. This is a younger team. you mm-hmm. You've got a bunch of cap money. You can collaborate with the front office. Obviously, he's never, you know, been involved with picking the quarterback with this time with with Ryan basically being the starter in Atlanta during his, you know, entire tenure there, but just a few names it, it, that Dan had an integral part in drafting and developing in, with Atlanta that were huge and still playing in the league at, at a pretty high level. Yep. A couple, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, they've had obviously some injuries and they wore down running backs, but they were leader picks. Deion Jones was a hell of a linebacker, yep. Fle- flew around. DeAndre Campbell still playing with the Green Bay Packers. Brady Jarrett, sixth round pick, all pro, top 100 player. Chris Linsome, Lindstrom, guard. Rico Allen was a nobody, was a nickel quarterback, practice squad, and Dan put him at free safety. He was a leader. Uh, DeMonte Casey, Keanu Neal, A.J. Terrell, young player. And then these last two, Russell Gage, wide receiver, that was a solid sixth round pick, that signed with Tampa, ended up getting hurt, and Foye Oluokun. Guy was at Yale, was yep. a safety at Yale. Dan loved him, flipped him to linebacker. Appreciate right All now. All he did was make plays, led the, lead, lead the league in NFL in tackles, Got big money decided with the Jaguars, still balling down there. So Dan knows where to fit and how to fit certain people. He had a couple that that I wish they could do over: Tack McKinley over T.J. Watt. That's a miss,
1: right? But look, easy. but, but Matt, I'll say this, Dan and I appreciate like, the call, Matt. I appreciate the call. I'll say this: man, everyone, everyone, everyone has misses. Everyone has misses. We're up against the clock, man. That's why I had to cut you off there. But I think he makes all the points that I was alluding to earlier about what he did in Dallas. He did it before in Atlanta. You got to have a plan. You got to have a vision when you draft players. To me, that is the most important thing. How do you have that happen? How do you hit on your draft picks as often as possible? Your GM, your head coach, and your ownership being on the same page. That's what matters. That's what matters. And ultimately, that power structure... Is the exact reason why the Dan Quinn era is going to go a hell of a lot smoother, in my opinion, than the Ron Rivera era. Just my opinion. One 1067 is the number you can tweet at me as well. I'll read some of your tweets out here, my man. Ty at Titan one zero three tweets at me and says, "I think it's too early for a real grade, but for the pick, I'll say a B. He's good for what we need right now: experience and leadership. I'm glad." Some of you all are starting to wake up and understand the most important qualities in a head coach. I was getting worried here for a second. My guy, Tony Mack, 24 tweets at me and says, I give it a B. I don't care about personnel. He can focus on defense, hire an OC that's cool with the quarterback, and they think they can want and focus on him, a la Kyle and Robert. Maybe Johnson didn't agree with the quarterback that they liked. Hmm. Well, I already gave you my two cents on what I think about Ben Johnson and why he's not the quarterback or or the head coach here in Washington. He's not man enough. Let's just call it what it is. I gave the analogy earlier. It's like, you know, a high school kid finally getting out of his parents' house and it's move-in day, and he's thinking about all the booze he's gonna drink and all the pot he's gonna get to spark. I mean, it, it's it's that it's that feeling. But then when mommy and daddy give you the kiss on the cheek and they drop you off at your dorm room. You start figuring out, man, I'm going to have to make a name for myself. Everything I did in high school doesn't matter. There's pressure. I got to graduate. I got to bring a degree home in four years. For Ben Johnson, think about the pressure that this job entails. This franchise, this, this city is a sleeping giant. We are starving, starving for a winner. So anybody who took this job, there's going to be pressure on you because there really is no damn excuse. You've got the number two overall pick. you've got buku resources, 80 plus million dollars in cap space, five picks in the top 100, an ownership group that's willing to strap you with every resource you need possible. There is no excuse for for any head coach not have not to not have success here in DC the way it's currently set up, the way it's currently structured. I just can't see it. I think success will come immediately. but I'll say this, if it doesn't come immediately, Understand that everything takes time. And I see D'Amico Ryans in Houston. And I see Nick Sirianni turn around the Eagles quick. And I saw Brian Dable take the Giants to the playoffs in year one. It's a case-by-case situation. I don't want to hear people slamming Dan Quinn and Adam Peters because this thing doesn't get turned around in year one. Have some patience. This one's four. Linnell. Linnell. Capital Heights. Yeah, what what's going you? on, my man? Hold on. You there?
3: Who are? We are you there?
1: Who We're Linnell? gonna drop. Yeah, I, Yeah. what's going on, buddy? How are you?
3: Good. Uh first of all, um, I wanna let Linnel know it's an honor to call in on the show. I've been trying to do that. <laughs> I had one question for him and he he answered it on his uh his account, my way he spelled his name, because my name is Linnell also and I was wondering how he spelled it. I he, see it. He said it <laughs> Yeah. Same as mine, L A N E L L. Um for starters, I didn't particularly want to give a grade, but since this is his show, I give him one. I say similar to him a B between a B and a B
1: a C plus. I don't C, C plus grade right okay. now
3: is irrelevant to me.
1: Yeah, and look, I appreciate the call. C plus is, is that the lowest grade we've gotten at this point? Which is interesting. Look, as I said at the top of the show, I understand both sides of the argument. I understand as a fan, if you're skeptical, I understand as a fan, if you're, you know, kind of beside yourself and thinking, man, how did we not end up with our top guy? That's the one thing I kind of wanted to debunk here as the show rolls on here tonight. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock. Maybe Dan Quinn was one of their top targets because you don't just walk away with the guy. You don't just walk away with the guy if you don't love him. You also don't interview him three times for no reason. And that, that Mad, mad that's, that's my point. You know, and and I'm glad you brought that up. People are upset. You remember the conversations that were had when the initial interview happened, and I think it was fresh off of, it was fresh off of the Packers' loss for mm-hmm. Dallas. Oh yeah. So, we're prisoners of the moment. We're geeked up. Damaged goods. You know what I'm saying? And as I told you all, either I said it here or I said it on CBS Sports Radio, the reason Dallas lost that game to me wasn't because of Dan Quinn. They didn't have the personnel, which is why they struggled against a certain type of team. That Shanahan run first mentality, they struggled against. You saw Green Bay give them trouble. San Francisco gave them trouble. So it's it's not surprising what happened in that wild card game for Dallas, but just because just because that happened in Dallas doesn't mean it's going to happen here in DC. That's my frustration. Let's let's be objective about things. Sweet Lou, out in the city. What's going on, Lou? Skip to my Lou. What
5: to do, Big L?
1: What's going on, man?
5: Man, I'm. I'm excited, man. I to say the least. I mean, I look, man, I know a lot of people down on him, but to me, I think like you said, he's a leader. I don't care about the past, man. That's in the past. I know he lost 25 points in the Super Bowl, blah blah blah. That's in the past. Right. We got a new new we got a new ownership. We got a new GM. We functioning like a real organization right now. So, if that's the that's, that's the only thing I can think of. Like like I could sleep well tonight and say, look, we're gonna compete in the NFC. We're gonna compete in the league now. We're not gonna be that joke of the team in the league anymore. So if it doesn't work, it's bye bye. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Hey Lou, I'm the- glad
1: you I'm glad you put that out there, brother, because I feel the same way. While I'm okay with it now, it's gonna take time. But even if it doesn't eventually not work. Other teams with good ownership have coaches that get fired too, man. man. Look, man, Pete, look. <laughs> I, I, I'm confused
5: with some of these fans, man. Because yeah. uh, 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 like we, like we act like we got a new ownership. We got, I mean, we got everything we asked for. The like we got cap space, so we complaining about a, a coach that came from Dallas. I mean, that's. I mean, we stole somebody from Dallas. I mean, that's like, that defense has been like, telling, like you. the top five, top ten. So, like, come on, man, calm down, people. Lou. Let's give these guys, I mean, the guy a chance. Let's just take, like you say, patient, man. patience, man. We're going to be all right. We're in a good hand, man.
1: What did Kendrick say? <laughs> we going to be all right. Come on, y'all. That That's the mood and vibe that I got right now. I'm, I'm ready to throw a damn party. Because as I said at the top of the show, If y'all been riding with me for the last two and a half years, two years, however long it's been, you understand that folks in my demographic, folks that are, I'm 26 years old, folks that are even 35 and younger, you understand we haven't seen this. Ownership, head coach, GM, all on the same page. No matter what happens, I'm okay because I think the process this time around is actually right. one 800 636 1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N E L L underscore BTP. We'll continue to run through your calls. Plus, we'll look into the X's and O's of this a little bit. When we get back, I'll take your calls. Plus, I'll tell you which defensive players I'm most excited to see under Dan Quinn. Your call's next here on the fam. Phone lines jam packed right now. If you're trying to call and you're getting the busy signal, keep dialing at 1 800 636 106.7 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listing Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore B-C-P. Programming note for you all at about 8.30 tonight, the professor, Coach Sheehan, getting ready to join the program coming up at 8.30. The host of the Kevin Sheehan Show, weekdays 10 to 1 over on our sister station, the Team 980. Can't have a massive hire like this and not get Coach Sheehan on the program. So damn excited to talk to him coming up at 8.30 A little bit of news around the National Football League. As we know, Dan Quinn officially, well, not officially, is the head coach here in Washington. The staff that he puts together is the next most important piece. Uh, A lot of rumors and sources out there saying that Joe Witt Jr., the pass game coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, is set to follow Dan Quinn here to D.C. and serve as the defensive coordinator. A little bit here on Joe Witt. Was with Dan Quinn in Dallas, excuse me, in Atlanta. So they're familiar with each other. And I listen to a lot of sports talk radio in Dallas. I do. My guy, Sean Sharif, formerly here on 106.7 The Fan. They speak very highly of Joe Witt. They speak very highly of that entire Dallas Cowboys defensive coaching staff, including one Al Harris, who I know Washington fans are salivating at the prospect of him coming here to D.C. We will see. But according to reports, uh, Joe Witt Jr. expected to come over as a defensive coordinator a litany of experience, 17 years coaching in the National Football League. And the thing that I love about Joe Witt, it's a disciplinarian. It's more of an extension of Dan Quinn. The fact that he's been with him before, he knows what DQ wants and he has expectations for how Quinn wants to run the program. I want your calls, though, on the grade for the Dan Quinn hire. I gave it a B plus. What do you guys got? Let's go to Chris out in Coward County. What's going on, Chris?
2: Hey, Lena how you doing? Thanks for having me on the call. Yes, sir. Um, I just want to say I gave it a solid B+. When I first heard the news, I gave it a C just because I was really hoping for like a young coordinator. But the more and more I think about it, the more and more happy I'm about it because I think the floor for Dan Quinn is much higher than uh, Ben Johnson or one of these other guys. And I'm going to tell you, I, I think agree. he dodged a bullet on Ben Johnson big time. That guy is uh, flaky, anti-social, socially awkward. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he calls a good play, but that is not a leader of men. And I think Dan Quinn's going to come in. He's going to demand respect, and I think he's creative too. Look what he did with the Dallas defense the past couple years. Uh, we don't have that. We didn't have that creativity with Ron Rivera. Everyone called, you know, Riverboat Ron. They called him Riverboat Ron because, like six years ago, he went for it on fourth down a couple times when people didn't go for it all the time back then. But he had no creativity in him. So I'm really happy about. Dan Quinn, I think we got a solid guy. Probably when I wake up tomorrow, I'll
1: see it it's an A. Hey, Chris, I appreciate the call, as always, my brother. Look, I, I agree. I think the more time that goes past with this hire, the more excited that I'm going to be with this. This is, to me, exactly what the doctor ordered. It's not sexy. It's not flashy. Ultimately, it's the antithesis of everything that we expected and had to go through during the Daniel Snyder era. That's all we cared about. That's all we cared about is winning the headline, winning the press clipping, winning the off season. I want to win in December and January. I want to have the opportunity to be playing for Lombardi trophies. I want to be a perennial contender, not not just some eight and eight flash in the pan that gets lucky and limps into the postseason every now and then. I want to be a team that's in that Lombardi conversation each in every season. And I'll be honest with you, based on the things we're hearing about old Ben Johnson, psh, he sure as hell probably wasn't going to be the guy to get us to the promised land. Seriously, I don't mean to harp on it. But man, how many times in life do you get to just pass on golden opportunities? You know what I thought? Who in the hell does Ben Johnson think he is? Our pal Robert Griffin III, and I say that facetiously, our pal RG3, almost 10 years ago, right? Mad Max said, no pressure, no diamonds. Ben Johnson, no pressure, no diamonds, big dog. As I said earlier, there was no excuse for any head coach coming into this job to not have success in the first... Year two, you got Buku Resources, five picks of the top 100, eighty-plus million dollars in salary cap space, the number two overall pick, an ownership group that is going to make sure you have all of the necessary resources to have success. With that being the case, I just don't see, I just don't see how Ben Johnson is going to turn this job up and then think one next year is going to be better. One eight hundred six three six. is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listen Alliance. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore btp. I want your grades on the Dan Quinn hire. And then when we come back, as promised, I'll tell you which defensive players currently on Washington's roster that I'm most excited to see play under Dan Quinn. Your call's next on The Fan. Still rocking and rolling here tonight on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. A celebration here on Overtime. Taking it up to 10 o'clock. But we dish things back over to CBS Sports Radio. Dan Quinn, the new head coach here of the Washington Commanders. And according to multiple different reports, Joe Witt Jr. expected to follow him from Dallas and serve as Washington's defensive coordinator. So plenty of big time news here for the Burgundy and Gold. We want to take your calls. 1 800 636 1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N E L L underscore BTP. I want your grade on the decision. I gave it a B-plus for a litany of different reasons. I want your grade on the the higher. And then I want to hear some players that you all are excited to see under Dan Quinn and Joe Witt. Because I want to talk about this secondary here for a second in Washington. There are a couple of different chess pieces that I really think stand to benefit from playing under Dan Quinn and Joe Witt. Cameron Curl the Swiss Army Knife that he is, the ability to be physical enough to play in the box, but also have the athleticism to check backs and tight ends. In Dan Quinn's defense, it is predicated on speed. It's Predicated on speed. And with Cam Curl and his toughness to play in the box, boy, could you imagine him? They switched Marquise Bell from safety to linebacker. I can see Cam Curl, making a similar type of transition. I don't know how Dan Quinn is going to deploy all these different guys, but they've got some versatile pieces. Quan Martin, who they drafted last year in the third round out of Illinois, he really came on towards season's end. And I am eager to see what he's going to do under Dan Quinn's defense. He can play in the slot. He can play the deep half. And you saw how physical he was coming up and attacking the line of scrimmage In the run game, he's a cat that I'm excited to see. Jamin Davis, who is going into a massive year, and they've got a decision to make as to whether or not they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. Him under Dan Quinn, that decision becomes a lot more difficult for me because we know Jamin has the physical ability. It's just about him getting the proper coaching and then being used and put in the best position to succeed. I see people out there trying to say, well, can we use Jamin like Micah Parsons? Slow down a little bit, right? Micah it, Micah Parsons, it, those cats don't grow on trees. That's what y'all got to understand. Jamin is a damn good athlete, though. And I think a coach of the ilk of Dan Quinn can find a reason and a way to
4: use him. Locked up B. John Robinson. He well, might have that athleticism. Come
1: on. Come on. We've seen him do it in spurts. Matt Max has alluded to the Atlanta game. Game-clinching interception. So he's the player I'm excited to see. Emmanuel Forbes really should be the guy, though, that we all have circled right now. First-round pick from last year. A lot of you hate him because you're silly football fans that are emotional and react in the moment to everything. But think about the comps that Emmanuel Forbes had coming out of Mississippi State. Trayvon Diggs. A lot of Trayvon Diggs comparisons for him. For Manuel Forbes, in the entirety of that secondary last year, we saw them take a huge step back. And you all know how I felt about them promoting Brent Wieselmeyer to be the damn defensive backs coach. Basically a damn high school coach. Created bad habits for the for the secondary, Emmanuel Forbes included. Think about how good that group was the year before under the the tutelage and guidance of Chris Harris. That matters, y'all. It does. 1-800-636-1067. That's the number. Doyle out in Richmond. What's going on?
3: Hey, Linnell. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right.
6: I'll give it a preliminary B. I believe this man wants to uh, redeem himself uh, from the past. And uh, I believe there's some... uh, talent there on that team that's been mismanaged. He's also bringing over some coaching from Dallas. And one of the big things that uh, that's going to be important is the uh, offensive coordinator that he brings in.
1: For sure. I think that's probably the most important thing to this point, Doyle. I appreciate the call. we got to keep running through him. Andre is in D.C. What's going on?
7: Hey, what's up, bro?
1: How you doing? <clears throat> good,
7: good, good. Um, I, I gave the grade a B as well, man. Um, I think I got three quick things to say. I think that this one, this franchise in the fan base is upset that this ownership group didn't do exactly what the previous group did. Went out and signed the big name, the most popular person for the job. They went and got a guy that they fit figure fits the culture that they want to establish with this organization. Um defense wins championships. Offense might sell tickets, everybody cheers want to see points, but ultimately defense is what gets you to that big game. And um also think with Ben Johnson, we don't know what he went in there and said, how much money he was looking for, there's a possibility he asked for an exorbitant amount of money that he knew he wasn't going to get. I don't think he ever he planned yeah.
1: on leaving Detroit. To be honest with you, and, 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 and bro, you just a- a- Andre, you just tapping into the show. Did you hear my analogy for Ben Johnson earlier? I think it's very simple. What happened I, with Ben Johnson?
7: I didn't. Yeah, I just got in my car like 20 minutes ago, so I probably missed
1: it. Andre, let me tell you this about Ben Johnson. I'll, and I'll and I appreciate the call as always, my brother. Andre, this is just for you specifically if you're just tapping in, and Andre always calls the show. I'm a big fan of his support. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson reminds me so much, because I've been this kid before, I'm telling you. I went to two different colleges in my lifetime. Ben Johnson is like the high school kid that's all geeked up to get out of mama's crib. He's going to go drink his E&J every weekend. He wants to roll him a few blunts. He's excited to get out of the nest. But then when he finally reaches move-in day, and it's the night before move-in day, he breaks out in sweats, knees weak, arms heavy. You know what Eminem said. He's not primed for the moment. He's a weenie. Ben Johnson is a weenie. You can't tell me a job next year during the hiring cycle is going to be more, imp- is going to be better than this one. It's going to have more resources than this one. It's like when you get to college, you finally out the nest, and then you realize, man, I got to wash my own clothes. I got to fold my own drawers. I, I-, I got to walk myself to the cafeteria. You got to be a man, or you got to be a woman. When it's time to go to college. I don't think Ben Johnson was ready to leave under Big Daddy Dan Campbell's nest. He wasn't ready to 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 go out on his own and fend for himself. And I got to respect that. Josh is in D.C. What's going on, Josh? Hey, what's going on with us? What's going on, Josh?
7: Yeah, like, man, I give it a B minus. You know, Dan Quinn, he's a, he's a solid hire. Um, I'm going to see what he's going to do with Defoe. You know, Defoe's an animal. Just how Rob Rivera and company barely used him and he was making plays. So I want to see what he does with that. And linebacker-wise, I want to see if he taps into Jabril Cox or just leaves him off the, you know, on the bench. We'll see.
1: Appreciate the call as always, Josh. I'm having a hard time hearing, man. I don't know what was going on with that. one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven 636 1067 is the number... We'll take a timeout. We'll continue to run through these calls. Tweet at me as well as at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. When we come back, I'll give you a little bit of an update on Washington's offensive coordinator search, as well as let you hear from ESPN's Adam Schefter. He joined Kevin Sheehan earlier today and had some very interesting thoughts on Dan Quinn coming here to Washington. Offensive coordinator update,
4: plus we'll hear from Shefty next there on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.